Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, welcome to In All Honesty, the podcast where we get real about life and all the problems that come with it. I'm Michelle Elman and I'm a five board accredited life coach, public speaker, author of The Joy of Being Selfish and Am I Ugly?, and I'm passionate about teaching people how to communicate, heal the wounds from the past, feel your feelings, and ultimately giving you the tools you need to change your own life. This is the space where you get your personal development needs met, and we talk about all things growth, self-awareness, and communication with complexity and nuance. So if that sounds like your cup of tea, then stick around, because I think you're going to like it here. Welcome back to another episode. Today we are talking about the six beliefs that help me get through the lowest of lows, those moments where you feel like you can't get out of the weeds, you feel stuck, you feel like life is never going to get any better and these are beliefs that I don't think I was ever taught but things that over time, especially having been uh, working with my life coach for seven years, are mindsets that help me and whether they're true or not is unimportant. A lot of you know that I believe in convenient and inconvenient beliefs. A lot of these beliefs are convenient. They aren't accurate or true because no belief is fact or fiction. It's just whether they help you or not, whether they're useful, whether they serve you. And so these are the beliefs that serve me. These are the ones that make it easier, help me hold on to hope in those dark moments and also um, let me imagine a reality which is better than the moment I'm living in and the last two years in the pandemic I've definitely gone through some of the lowest lows I've had in a while for those of you who don't know I went through the first and third lockdown alone unfortunately both the first and the third were the longest lockdowns so it was about five months of not seeing anyone um in the first lockdown it was five months of not seeing a single human who I knew and in the third lockdown I only went on a walk once a week with a friend who was close enough that I could walk to um and those three hour walks every week definitely helped but I was also trying to publish a book in a pandemic while the bookstores were shut so that came with its own mental health challenges and frankly I don't think humans should be as alone as I was. I was already very good at being alone and I didn't need to learn the skill of being alone and therefore the amount of time I spent alone, yes I survived it but it was not something I needed and the impact on my mental health was 
extreme, severe, drastic, whatever word you want to use. And I definitely had to use every single resource, every single tool I had in my life coaching belt to be able to keep myself afloat and keep my head above water. And so these beliefs are definitely stemming from that moment. The first belief that gets me through is something that I say to myself when I am in a low moment, that the lower the low, the higher the high. I kind of see life as a roller coaster. It is a wave. There are lows and there are highs. And I believe that the lower you go, you are owed, you are due a high that is higher than the previous high. And so I also think an element of that is the fact that when you're in a low, you're giving yourself space and time to process and heal things that need healing. And in healing it and actually working through it, processing, sitting in that discomfort, you are rewarded with a high. And again, these are not factual. I understand there are phases in life where you get one low after another, but this perception really helps me dig out of it and having the belief that the tides are going to turn at some point and that I am working towards something and actually attributing me working through whatever I need to work through through my lows to those highs really helps me get through. I think it's also the fact that when you're going through a low, it's because something is arising that is important to be processed, something that you actually do need to heal in order to get to that high. Because I have the mentality as well that if you got that high and you hadn't sorted through whatever came up in that low, whether that's fear of rejection, fear of intimacy, then you wouldn't be able to enjoy that high. So whether that high is a new relationship or a new job, and the low is fear of rejection, fear of intimacy. I believe that's actually preparing you for the high that's going to come and preparing you in a way of getting you ready and getting you in the right mindset and also allowing you to have the right tools in order to enjoy that high and uh, be able to have that high without being sent into fear of success or all of these other elements that sometimes we perceive a high as a purely good thing and a low as a purely bad thing. Lows often bring quiet periods and highs often bring busy periods. So that's also why I talk about um, this ebb and flow. And I don't even like the label as low and high, but it's the only way I can um, convey what I actually mean because low and high implies one is good or bad. And I don't like that connotation. But the lower the low, the higher the high is a sentence that I say to myself all the time. And even if it's just the possibility and the hope of that huge high that is to come, it really helps in the moment. But if I actually look back at periods in my life, it works out. I just went through the lowest low and I'm definitely in the highest high I've been in in a while. And it is very nice. And I am so glad I worked through all the stuff that came with the lowest low. The second belief that I have is that chaos is always the moment before understanding. And actually, if you ask most life coaches, they phrase it slightly differently. They say something along the lines of confusion is the moment before understanding. And there's even a phrase where people say, have you ever understood anything without being confused about it first? And so that part of life where you feel like you don't know the answer to anything, you're so confused, it's actually moving from certainty to uncertainty to then certainty again. Again, but a new certainty and you need that middle phase of 
being unsure to be able to change your beliefs. But if you're so certain in your limiting belief, that's never going to shift. So you need that moment of confusion. You need that moment of chaos. And it's like walking into a kitchen in the middle of baking a brownie. If you walk into a kitchen in the middle of baking a brownie, the kitchen is a mess. And you probably think that person's doing it all wrong. But if you just come back an hour later, then that is the point when you would be able to reach understanding again of, oh, you're making a brownie. If you walked in before they started making the brownie, the kitchen would be clean. If you walked in after the brownie's been made, the kitchen's clean. Sometimes you're walking in in the middle of chaos, which is the mid-brownie making process. I don't know if that analogy works, but that is the one that's in my head. Um, And the third belief that I have is that I was fine before and I'll be fine again. Even in those moments where you feel like you can't get out of where you are, um, I use a metaphor of being stuck out at sea and not being able to see the shore. There was a time you were on the shore, you'll find the shore again, but you're currently out at sea and you just can't see the shore, but the shore is there. So you will be fine again and you've survived everything before and you will survive this too. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The fourth belief that I have, which again, not factual, but one that helps me, is when I'm in the middle of processing and I believe it's too painful. So a lot of you will know I believe in actually going into the emotion that you feel in your body. So locating it in your body, breathing into that moment. And when you place your attention on a painful part of your body, the pain will get more intense. And that's why a lot of people don't feel their feelings. Because let's say you have an ache in your heart and you bring your attention to that ache in your heart your heart might start feeling like it's about to break. And that's why you then go distract, you go pick up a book, you go scroll on social media is probably more likely. 
um, or you go watch TV to distract from that pain in your chest. When actually, if you sat with that pain, the pain would eventually relieve and that's how you heal and process. But when I'm in that moment and I'm processing and I'm sat sitting with that pain in my heart and I think my heart is about to break and I've never felt something more physically painful as well as emotionally painful and I want to turn the meditation off and go watch a TV program instead or I want to go scroll on my phone on social media and pick up my phone and distract myself. I tell myself, you feel it now or you feel it worse later. Because it's that thing of you either take a break now, you take an extra week now, or you're going to need to take a month later. And when you take a month later, it's gonna come at a time that is not convenient. And as much as right now is never convenient, later when you're forced to is always less convenient. So I always see it as a non-negotiable that you have to feel it at some time. You just either feel it now or you feel it later. And if you feel it now, then later you get to enjoy life more. And again, this is just a belief that helps me. So take it or leave it if you want. The other belief I have is that when I'm going through a rocky period, I believe this is my version of up-leveling. If you think of a Game Boy or that's really old school. If you think of a video game, um, it always gets really hard when you've got moved to a new level. And so I always view it as me up-leveling. And when you get to a new layer of the onion, there are going to be different problems, but it's always a good thing. It's because you're challenging yourself and you're facing new problems in your life because you are at a different stage. You've healed a certain element of your wounds. And so the wounds you are now healing are deeper and they might seem more painful and it might seem like you're going backwards, but you're never truly going backwards. You're just getting to a deeper level of life. And when you first start a healing journey, it's this perception of, well, one day I'll have no problems. Actually, no, because when you get to a new stage, you just have better quality problems. So a billionaire still has problems, but they have better problems, like how to spend their money, rather than someone who's in debt, who has worse problems of how am I get, gonna get food on the table. Both people have problems. Some people just have higher quality problems. And so it's kind of that mentality of up-leveling. Obviously, when it comes to money, it's much more complicated than that. I've used that as a really simple example because it's the first one that came to mind. But that's essentially the crux of it, is that you are at a new level, so you're going to be facing harder obstacles, different roadblocks, but it's not you going backwards, it's just getting to a new harder level. The next belief I have is that you always go through a breakdown before you get to the breakthrough and that sometimes epiphanies are born out of these weak or rough or difficult moments. Um, and if you look at life as a jigsaw and you spend your whole life putting all the pieces in place and then one day you actually have a finished puzzle, what you do next is you break up that puzzle and you put it in the box and you go get, bring out a new puzzle. But if someone walked in the moment where you had just messed up the puzzle and were about to put it in the box, it would look like you've not made any progress. They would walk in and be like, what have you been doing for the last two hours? Because it looks exactly the same when you first started but they don't realize that you actually just broke it up to put it in the box to get a new puzzle out. What is it with me and these analogies this week? The final belief is better out than in. And again, this is one that I use when I'm actually mid-processing. If I feel any temptation to stifle my cry or cry a bit quieter, or a lot of the time when I'm processing, I'm processing alone. So if I need to yell or I need to shake my body out or I need to cry, I let myself do it completely uninhibited and 
a lot of the time when you're processing things because there would have been shame from your past around not letting yourself cry or actually scaring yourself when you're crying because you're crying so heavily you don't know if you're ever going to stop crying oh god I remember that being a belief I had when I had um, PTSD I genuinely was crying every day for like three months and wondering am I ever going to stop crying you will stop crying but you need to let yourself go through that process I needed to let myself cry every day for three months because I hadn't let myself cry for 10 years so the only reason I was crying every day for three months is because I'd never let myself feel 10 years worth of trauma and the medical trauma I went through was extreme and therefore the reaction I have might seem extreme but it's actually completely appropriate to the context of what I was crying about and a lot of the time we spend time diminishing why we feel that way and so when I'm in that moment and I am wondering why I'm crying so heavily and I'm scaring myself by how heavily I'm crying I tell myself better out than in because it's not a decision between you having that emotion or you not having that emotion it's the decision between whether you want to carry that emotion inside your body and it does exist either way whether you cry it out in the loudest way possible or you carry it around inside you whenever that huge amount of emotion comes out and anytime I feel scared by my own emotion I remind myself that that was already existing inside me and that it's better out than in so those are the things that help me get me through my low moments and I hope they help you. I hope at least one of them resonates in one that you can take away and apply them to your life. And if you're in a low moment right now and you're wondering when is this going to end? Is this going to end? All I will tell you is sit in it. Don't rush yourself. You're allowed to have as much time as you need. Life will get better, but right now you need to sit in it and let yourself feel that way and stop punishing yourself. Stop being hard on yourself but instead just giving yourself compassion, listen to what you're feeling inside of you and ride the wave. And I'm sending you so much love and healing and hoping that tomorrow is an easier day. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world if you could leave a review wherever you are listening to this and share it on social media. Tag me in so I can share it too. Come find me at Scarred Not Scared on Twitter, Instagram or TikTok. We do fun things on there like Q&A Mondays and on Friday we celebrate your boundary wins. So there's a whole community of people who want to grow and heal and are just like you. And we are waiting to welcome you whenever you are ready. In the meantime, make sure to feel your feelings, set some boundaries, communicate in the way you want to be communicated with, ask for what you need. And I know sometimes you forget, but someone loves you. And I'll speak to you next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.